Big Rab Show podcast is kindly sponsored by G1 Reads. They are the champion's choice, with many bands around the world playing G1 products, including two-time world champions in Vararian District. So check out g1reads.com as they keep the lights on here on the Big Rab Show podcast. Hello there, everyone. Welcome to another Big Rab Show podcast. How are you? Hope you're all keeping rightly out there on podcast land, no matter where you are. Aye, it's been quite an interesting week in the bagpiping scene, and we've got a lot of news to get through. And, of course, we have our incredible interview, which is the reason you've clicked on this week's episode. Uh, yeah, we'll get to that in this week's topic of the week. But, uh, yeah, first of all, if this is your first ever Big Rab Show podcast, you are welcome. This is the show for the bagpiping folk, reflecting everything in the bagpiping world, be it Celtic music, folk music, or our bread and butter, which is competitive piping and drumming. Each and every week, we talk about what we know and love to be the music of this great Highland bagpipe and its people. There you go. I can read my scripts. <laughs> Yeah, and like every other podcast out there, of course, we do have a Patreon. And if anything, we've noticed a bit of a bump in numbers in our Patreon, folks. So thank you to everyone who's been over there clicking on support. You guys are awesome. <coughs> yes, you are. Uh, I shouted awesome that much. It made me cough. Uh, but yes, honestly, yeah, you guys over there on Patreon are yeah absolutely amazing because you're really helping support what we do. And as a result, you do get your hands on loads of extra content. And if anything... There's been quite a lot of stuff being posted over there. In fact, some um, <clears throat> some special previews of upcoming podcasts may well be posted up there. Special interviews and features and things that we're doing. Uh, yeah, it's always a good time to be a Patreon supporter, but possibly now is an even better time. Uh, yeah, trust me. The folks on Patreon know what I'm talking about. and They're all nodding their head right now going, Yep, yep, we've seen it, we've heard it, we witnessed it. There you go. So go and help support the show if you want to, but you don't have to. It's not compulsory at all. There you are. Alrighty. Now, before we get into all the usual news and views and everything, we have to talk about last week's podcast, of course, the Big Rab Show Awards. Can I just say, wow. First of all, uh, a huge thank you to absolutely everyone involved in putting the awards together, for everyone who voted, for everyone who ran campaigns and stuff as well, and of course to our eventual nominees and our winners, of course. Well done, and yes, just a massive thank you. I think the awards this year were nothing but a roaring success, so thank you to everyone. A special shout, of course, to the Big Rab Show team who worked very hard on it, and yeah, very glad that it all went so well. There you go. Um, so, yes, as you can imagine, we will kick off this week's show with listener mail. <clears throat> Our email address, bigrabshow at gmail.com. I might have mentioned it at least a dozen times by now. Uh, but, yes, as you can imagine, it was filled with feedback from our awards. A lot of people complaining, saying that their particular favourite didn't win and how this was a travesty and how it was a fix and... All of the above, um, but also we got a lot of messages of support and congratulations for the awards. So thank you to those of you who embrace the awards for what they are, a bit of fun, but for also for you people out there who decided to send us in all sorts of mean, hateful emails, <clears throat> there may well be an episode of Hater Mail coming up in the near future. And uh, if you don't know what I'm talking about, that was a previous podcast we did a while ago. 
a good while ago, actually, and it's possibly one of our most popular episodes we've ever done here on the show, where we delve into our hate mail. And believe it or not, folks, we do get hate mail. <laughs> I don't know why people get surprised by this, but yeah, we did. We get hate mail, not regularly, but when we do get it, it does have an impact. You know, we've been in this podcasting game now for a long time, and we can, well, we can't say we're totally experienced, but we have got a bit of road underneath our shoes. And we can say that, yeah, most times we get hater mail and stuff in, it doesn't really impact us in any way. We just kind of go, ah, well, okay, fair enough. Or, on some occasions, it does have an effect. And, uh, yeah, this might well be featured in a future episode of Hater Mail, and I dare say that uh, you guys... um. We'll have some thoughts. I'll leave it at that. I'm being very cryptic. But for those of you who did send in hitter mail and stuff, uh, yeah, be prepared. Your nasty email may well get read out on the show someday. And I'll leave it there. Anyway, swiftly moving on. Right. (laughs) Yeah, as far as any other listener mail is concerned, unfortunately, most of our inbox has been dealing with setting up a future episodes. We're now running into Christmas and the holidays, and New Year's, and then into the start of next year, and the promise of a new season. So we've been really busy behind the scenes, planning all sorts of incredible episodes for you guys. And like I said, on Patreon, you'll actually see some of the fruits of this labor already. If you're on Patreon, you'll get some special previews. Uh, But just suffice to say, our inbox has been filled with kind of the admin of the show, I suppose, with no real comments and queries and things. So, yeah. Feel free, you can always send us in a question, a query, or even some hater mail if you want to. BigRabShow at gmail.com Now, of course, we always have one of our favourite features here, which is Weekly Drone. And that's where you can send us some of your hater mail as well. And you will be safe in the knowledge that it will be completely anonymous. And it can also get read out on air. Yeah. So there you go, go and check that out. BigRabShow.com forward slash Weekly Drone. Mm, right. Now, unfortunately, we don't have any weekly drone for you this week because it's all quiet on the pipe in front, apparently. Nobody wants to have a whinge or a complaint. So, hey, there you go. Weekly drone has been quiet up until now. Uh, so why not send us in your weekly drones <laughs> by way of a shameless plug? There you are. Oh, speaking of shameless plugs, I have to mention our ongoing promotion. Yes, you guys who've been... Well, you now just heard that following the Big Rab Show Awards that the winner of Best New Book or Music Collection was Find a Bagpipe Freedom by Andrew Douglas and Camille Lait. Now, of course, there was some calls of shenanigans. Everyone was saying, it's a fix, it's a fix. Um, but no, I'm quite proud to tell you that it was not a fix. It was voted for by you guys, the, the listening public. And uh, honestly, it is a cracking book. And if you do want to pick up a copy... Hey, like I said, the holidays are around the corner. Then why not use our promotion code BIGRAB and you'll get $6 off just by listening to the podcast. So, yeah, people have been asking me, well, where can I get this book, Rab? Well, it's very simple, bagpipefreedom.com. That's the website. Go to bagpipefreedom.com and then there's a little tiny button that says, uh, got a promo code with a question mark. Click on that. Type in Big Rab and you'll get, boom, $6 off just by listening to the pod. So, yes, if you are going to be picking this up either for yourself or for a loved one for the holidays, then definitely get money off just by listening to the podcast. So use our promo code Big Rab. There you go. Very simple. 
Now, like I said, we don't have any weekly drone this week, so again, I will mention it, that if you do have any particular moans or drones, and I know a lot of people will have some out there, because we are all dredging ourselves back to practice at the moment. Everyone I've been speaking to this last while is going, Oh, Rab, what am I doing? I'm back to two nights a week again, and I just, uh, I just can't do it. So many people are finding it so difficult to kind of get off the sofa again (laughs) and head out to the band practice hall two nights a week. So, hey, guys, we're all in this together. You know, the struggle is real. This winter will be one of the hardest winters that we're ever going to put in in the piping scene because now is when the work happens. This is when we're trying to rebuild our piping scene. So I would urge you to stick at it and persevere And, uh, yeah, we're all in this together. So, yeah, if you do want to have a good moan or a whinge or a complaint, then, yeah, send us in your weekly drawing and we'll all have a good laugh together. So, thebigrabshow.com forward slash weekly drawing. That's where it is. Well, normally, well, at this point, I suppose we should, uh, yeah, it's time for Word of the Week. Word of the Week here on the Big Rabsha Podcast. Global. Ah, yes. This week's Word of the Week is global. And if anything, it kind of ties into this week's topic of the week as well. You'll find out why in a minute or two. But yes, global. Whenever you think about the pipe band fraternity, you may only think that it's just your own little band that's within 20 minutes of your front door. And you think that's it. There's the usual 12 or 15 people that you normally see or half a dozen people that you always see every week. And you think to yourself, that's it. That's the only people that's into this piping thing. And that's it. But no, no honestly. I have to say, we have certainly had our eyes opened here on the Big Rab Show, uh, especially even of late as well. That there, Our pipe band world, our pipe band family is truly global and international. Just recently, we've had listeners tuning into the show from Venezuela. Yes, and we actually got listener mail in from folks in, um, from Venezuela. And all they were saying is that they enjoyed the show and to keep it going. So thank you. To our brand new listeners in Venezuela. <laughs> yep, you asked not to be named on the show, but I, it just really drew attention to... I, I was then frantically researching and thinking, is there a pipe band in Venezuela? If anything, I have no idea. I still haven't managed to find if there is one or not. But this is what I'm finding, is that bagpiping and drumming is truly, truly international. And no matter where you go on this planet Earth, you will find someone, somewhere who loves piping and drumming just as much as you. And it's, yeah, we are essentially one big weird family. It's it's incredible. It's absolutely incredible. Anyway, so that's this week's Word of the Week. I hope by way of an explanation as to why, because we got a real indication that our piping world encompasses the whole world on a global scale. And that's exactly what we're trying to do here on The Big Rab Show. We're trying to show everyone what we know and love, and show the world just how awesome it is. That's exactly why we're here, you know? Anyway, let's move on, shall we, from Word of the Week and all that shenanigans. Time to get into the actual news and views, I suppose. Now, <clears throat> I am very aware that the Big Rab Show Awards took up a good majority of our show last week. In fact, it took up the whole thing. 
and are probably... We've missed a lot of news and updates as a result. Now, this week, again, I have to say, <clears throat> we will do what we can to cover what we can. But if there is anything in specific nature that we need to plug on the show and we didn't get to it, then please do send us an email. Let us know about it and we'll do what we can to bring it to the air. So, again, our email address, bigrabshow at gmail.com. Alrighty, at the very beginning of this week's news, I have to give a special shout to the Scottish Music Parade Oh my god! Yes, they are now on their Germany tour. Remember when we had Stevie Durr on the show and he was telling us all about this incredible show? Well, the guys are all over there doing the business in Germany. And I have to say, concert after concert, gig after gig, I am hearing nothing but positive feedback on just how good this show is. Now, I've yet to see any little clips and stuff of it on social media. I will be doing a little bit more research on this and trying to find out more, but I am aware that there's quite a number of pipers and drummers from the UK and internationally who are now taking part in this tour. And uh, yeah, so a massive thank you to those guys for ticking up the challenge and going on a bit of a mad tour, I suppose, with uh, the Scottish Music Parade. But honestly, I think they're having the time of their life. Uh, Shout-out goes to Isla Stout. I think Isla was there as well. Yeah, and Aaron McLean as well, who listens to the pod. I think Aaron's over there as well, along with a whole raft of other pipers and drummers. That was just a couple I mentioned there. But a load of folks over there getting involved in that show and just having the best time. Uh, so, yeah, hope you enjoy it, folks, and just wanted to give you a brief mention on the show. And, uh, uh, yeah, there you go. Hope you have the best time. As we're sitting here in the rain, you're over there in Germany having the time of your life. There you are. Anyway, alrighty, we've got quite a few gig announcements to get through on this week's pod. Uh, so, yeah, get your pen and paper out, I suppose. Uh, first shout-out, of course, goes to Scaravore. Yeah, now they actually have put out the announcement of their Together Again tour, and uh, a lot of their dates are actually selling out including Liverpool, uh, let me see where else, London, of course, and, I don't know, all over the place, man. All you have to do is check out their website, Scaravore's website, their Together Again tour, all the way up until the end of November. There are dates selling out, so if you did plan to go and see Scaravore, then you better go now and grab tickets, because, like I said, your venue of choice may already be sold out. Also, the guys at Scaravore put out a bit of a special announcement that they're having a gig in the bars in Glasgow, and as a result of this gig in the bars, they will be announcing their festive tour as well. So after their Together Again tour through November, they're heading out on a bit of a Christmas tour as well. So I think the guys are honestly finding the bug for touring again. So fair play to them as well. <laughs> so well done, guys. But uh, yeah, if you are looking to get tickets for Scaravore, grab them when you can. Go to the website now. And, yeah, pick them out because these things are selling out really, really quickly. And from what I've heard, the guys have really not lost any form at all over the pandemic and stuff and not playing together. Apparently, the shows that they're putting on are just blistering. So shout out to those guys. Yeah, absolutely fantastic. Alrighty. I have to give a mention this week to Kyle Warren. Yeah, anybody who's fans of Kyle Warren and his music, of course, you will remember his book, Eat, Sleep, Pipe, Repeats. Well... On Instagram this last while, especially this last week, we've been seeing a lot of updates and stuff from Kyle Warren that he's actually in a studio producing some sort of recordings and such. Yeah, now this includes also the bassist from Braybrack, James Lindsay. Uh, So, yeah, absolutely incredible. So, I have to say, whatever he's up to... I'm absolutely intrigued. Now, there hasn't been anything kind of leaked online. Normally, artists, whenever they're in the studio and they're recording stuff, you get to hear 
like a 10 second, 20 second little clip or something, but there's been bupkis, absolutely nothing. So I will keep you posted um, as soon as we hear any details on this recording from Kyle Warren. Now, whether it's going to be a whole collection of music and a load of stuff, or whether it's just one track, but suffice to say, Kyle's been in the studio now for a couple of weeks now, working on stuff, and he's been posting little photos and stuff on Insta, and kind of teasing us with it. So, uh, yeah, shout out to Kyle Warren. If you're listening to the pod, mate, uh, we cannot wait to hear this new music, man, and get it on the airwaves. Absolutely brilliant. Really looking forward to that. So we will keep you posted on that. Any Kyle Warren fans out there, go and check out his Instagram, where he's been uploading little teasers and stuff like that. Little photos of what they've been up to. It's very, very interesting. Alrighty. Now, <clears throat> depending on when you're listening to this podcast, this date may already be behind you, but I have to stress that it's an incredibly important date here for pipers and drummers here in Northern Ireland. So, 25th of October. Now, of course, when this podcast releases, it's the 20th, uh, so we have a few days to consider this. So, as a result, I'm going to tell you what's happening on the 25th. Well, our Royal Scottish Pipe Band Association Northern Ireland branch put out a bit of an exciting announcement there recently and I really want to draw your attention to this because this honestly in my opinion is the first time this has ever happened. The Northern Ireland branch, they want to hold a special one-off meeting with all pipe majors and all leading drummers. No matter the grade. Now this yeah, this all the way from 4B to grade 1, they want to talk to lead tippers and pipe majors and they want to talk to them about what they believe should be the makeup of the future of their season. Now, <clears throat> looking at the press statement and everything that they've put out here, this will be held on the 25th of October via Zoom. Uh, well, they will be emailed an exclusive link and everything. So, yeah, it's exclusive only to pipe majors and lead tippers. Uh, so this conversation will include issues such as the number of competitions, how they've thought the festivals went, and also what they believe the future of solo events will be. Now, obviously, this is really interesting because, like I said, the Northern Ireland branch, like many other branches of the RSPBA, would normally organize a competition season and then they would simply tell you, this is what's happening. All right? This is the dates, these are the venues, and this is what you have to play. It's a medley or it's an MSR, and that's it. And you don't get a choice in it. And that's basically it every season, and that's what we're used to, I suppose. But now... But 2022, when we're doing what we can to get back to the grass again, the RSPBA Northern Ireland branch are reaching out to its bands. And this is really quite unique and actually gauging pipe majors and lead tippers' opinions on these big topics, such as, well, the first one I just mentioned, the number of competitions. Ourselves here in the Big Rab Show, we are testament to that. We know that our piping scene here in Northern Ireland is every single weekend without fail. Uh, they break for a major championship, but that's just to allow bands to go to a major. So our domestic calendar would run all year, well, through May, I suppose, through May, through September, all the way through with little breaks for the major championships in between. And as a result, a lot of bands get burnt out very quickly. You know, whenever it's in between major championships, we have seen, especially our grade one and even our grade two bands, they like to tick breaks in between some of the major championships to kind of tick stock, let their instruments dry out for a period of time and then hit the grass again and try and win another major. But for some of the lower grade bands, it's a case of every single weekend. And, 
Yeah, it's been talked about here in the Big Rab Show before that possibly there may be too many dates on the calendar for bands to be able to fulfil them all and to still remain competitive. So that's going to be quite an interesting discussion. Now, not just for the Grade 1 and Grade 2 guys, but also for the lower grade guys as well. So very interesting debate there. But also... They're going to be talking about the festivals and what the lead tippers and pipe majors thought of how they ran. I think by all accounts, listening to what I've heard from the Northern Ireland scene is that these festivals were nothing but a success. That they were absolutely brilliant and everyone loved them. And I think the fact that there was no pressure for being competitive was a huge deal. And that gave a lot of inexperienced players an opportunity to play in front of an audience, which is totally invaluable. So even bands that don't compete are non-competitive bands, road bands and such, they had an opportunity to play in front of a big audience. So the festivals themselves, I believe to be a success. I have heard a lot of talk saying that people loved them. Uh, so, yeah, it'll be interesting to see what the pipe majors and lead tippers of Northern Ireland think about them. Also, the format of solos. Obviously, having events indoors and such does present its own set of challenges. All we have to look to is our upcoming event for the Glymphitic and the amount of measures that's being put in place to keep everyone safe. But also, here in Northern Ireland, we seem to have different restrictions from the rest of the UK around social distancing, mask wearing, hand sanitization, all of that sort of stuff. So there's a lot to consider here and it will be very interesting to see how pipe majors and lead tippers and their opinions on how they believe solo competitions will go. All in all, to summarize, I know I've talked about this for quite a bit, but I have to say this is an incredibly important meeting to get to. All right, so no matter where your band is in Northern Ireland right now, if you're listening to this pod, you should definitely give your lead tipper or your pipe major a shake and tell them, hey, there's a big meeting happening on Zoom on the 25th. You need to be a part of it. All right. Now, the reason being is because you want your band's opinion to be heard. And the best person to give that opinion is, of course, the people in charge, your PM, your lead tipper. Those are the guys that know. And yeah, this is absolutely invaluable. And again, again, I'm going to throw myself under the bus. I'm not sure that there has been any other branch within the RSPBA who've kind of made this kind of effort to reach out to membership to gauge opinion and possibly will base decisions on a future competition season as a result. Very, very interesting. And I have to say it's a huge step by our own branch here in Northern Ireland and should be applauded as such. So thank you for this opportunity. I have to say, (laughs) for PMs and lead tippers to voice their opinions, and we just hope that these opinions will be acted on. I guess we'll have to wait and see. So, for more information, of course, go along to the RSPBA Northern Ireland branch uh, social media. They have all the details there of how you can register and everything and how you can take part. But like I said, this is incredibly important. You do want to be a part of this because this will shape the rest of our competition season rolling forward post-pandemic. There you are, especially if you're here in Northern Ireland. Now, of course, if we hear any further details from this meeting as a result of the 25th, uh, well, yeah, we'll definitely let you guys know. Now, we did reach out to RSPBA Northern Ireland and ask if they would come on the show for a quick interview and talk about this opportunity. Uh, but unfortunately, through all the organization and everything, uh, they weren't able to supply anyone on time, unfortunately, for the recording of this week's episode. So, hi. We may well get chatting to them and catching up with the guys at the branch after the meeting takes place. And we might find out exactly what went down. But there you go. We'll find out in due course, I am sure. Alrighty. 
Well, speaking of competition, I'm going to move on to our next story. The Ottawa branch of the PPBSO, which is still difficult to say in a podcast, have put out an announcement saying that the Glengarry Cup is going virtual once again. Yes, uh, the in-person days of the Glengarry Cup are are still ahead of us, I suppose. But yes, we are going virtual again this year. This year's judges have been announced as well as Ken Eller and Colin McLennan. They are, so definitely worth catching up. Now, apparently there's going to be a special video presentation on October 28th. So, yeah, where you can tune in, catch all the results and whatnot. So I'm really looking forward to that. So shout out to the Ottawa branch of the PPBSO, which... that's not easy to say. I mean, is that just me as an ordinary Irishman? I find stuff like that difficult. PPBSO. There you go. <laughs> so shout out to the Glengarry Cup. Going virtual again. And yeah, we are looking forward to your video presentation on the 20th of October. There you are. Now, I have to briefly mention the National Piping Centre, who've been dropping stories like crazy this last while. It's been quite insane. Uh, from the National Piping Centre, have been incredibly busy. Uh, so shout out to you guys there at the NPC. Yeah, and the reason why is, well, one such news story is that they're furiously working behind the scenes for the production of the Piping Times Annual. This will tick in spring 2020 to autumn 2021, and you can pre-order it now through their online store. Yes, in case you were interested in picking up a copy, and let's face it, you should be. So go along now to the National Piping Centre's website and go and pre-order your copy now. And this will be a bumper copy as well, because like I said, it does tick in quite a period of time. There you are. So go and get that pre-ordered now. Okay, I have to give a little bit of news for folks here again in Northern Ireland. I know I'm being very focused here in Northern Ireland only stories at the moment, but there's been quite a lot of movement in the piping scene. I have to give a mention to Gary Smith and the Kids with Cancer charity night. Yep, the Kids with Cancer night is back. (laughs) It's back. And it's back in person this time. Yes, but I think for the last while it's been virtual. And I remember last, well, this year, in fact, it was a, an online concert where you could purchase tickets and such. Well, this year, well, this incoming year, I suppose, it's back. The Kids for Cancer charity event 2022 will be held in the Royal Victoria, well, in the Royal, in the Royal Hotel, raising funds for the Royal Victoria Hospital. I could just about read me script. Uh, yeah, this will be held on the 26th of February and doors open at 6pm. Now, for ticket information and such as well as including our lineup for this event, yeah, we're waiting on details, yeah. But for now, at least we have the announcement that this event is happening. And you need to put that date in your calendar, folks. This, uh, I don't know, I can't tell you just how special this will be. To see the return of an in-person event raising funds for the Kids Cancer Centre there in the Royal Hospital in Belfast is just going to be incredible. So 26th of February... 2022 get that into your calendars folks you will not want to miss this oh man it's gonna be good it's gonna be good now speaking of another thing that you should be getting into your calendars and such i have to give a mention again to the national piping center and finley mcdonald and stephen blake yeah the guys are coming to northern ireland for a bit of a piping recital now, this is all sorts of incredible. Now, the reason why I'm excited about this is that it's an open session. It's not a simple sit-down recital where the guys will play a few tunes and then you go home. No, they're actively encouraging you to bring your instruments with you. What? Yep, this will be held on the 12th of November in the Discover Ulster Scott Centre in Belfast. And from all accounts, it's free. Are you what? 
It's free. Absolutely free. You can walk in through the doors on the 12th of November to the Discover All-Star Scott Centre and hang out with Finlay MacDonald and Stephen Blake. Like, where does that happen? And, well, I think the guys will kick the night off and they will give a bit of a recital. The pair of them will play a few tunes and stuff and tell a few stories. And then they'll actually sit down with the audience and play tunes with yes. That's it. You just sit around, have the crack and play a wiener tunes. Oh, my God. <laughs> this is ridiculous. So what an awesome opportunity. Seriously. For pipers, whistle players and drummers all around the country, you really need to go and take advantage of this. It's free of charge. So why wouldn't you? So November the 12th. On, and the Discover Ulster Scott Centre, that's on the Friday. Now, on the 13th then, the following day on the Saturday, Finlay MacDonald and Stephen Blake will still be there, and they will be providing a master class as well. Yeah, so pipers of all abilities, of course, from beginners all the way up to advanced, then, yeah, why not hang out with Finlay and Stephen and, uh, yeah, take part in the free master class. That's the following day in the Discover Ulster Scott Centre. So, again... A huge shout out to the Music Service for Pipes and Drums for organizing this. This event itself, man, uh, I don't know. It's just going to be incredible. So like I said, the, the recital or the open session is on the 12th of November and then the master class is the following day. Absolutely incredible. So there you are. Get those dates into your calendar, folks. <laughs> There's a lot to consider here. And uh, yeah, so many events. You're going to be running all over the place here like mad trying to get to all of these. I know I will for sure. Anyway. I have to move on to my next news story. Now, this past week, unfortunately, uh, the news broke on October 14th that the Chieftain's Piper and founder member, Paddy Maloney, had sadly passed away. He was aged 83. Now, he was a world-famous multi-instrumentalist and a leading contributor to the revival of Irish folk and traditional music here around the world as well as here just on the island of Ireland. The band he founded, the Chieftains, of course, became one of the best-known Irish trad bands in the world. <clears throat> and need I talk about his bagpiping? Yeah, he brought the Ellen Pipes to a world stage, taking part in some of the biggest gigs ever and bringing the pipes to those stage. I dare say he was responsible for hundreds, if not thousands and thousands of pipers across the world, taking up the instrument for the first time, trying to play like the great Paddy Maloney. He was an incredible man with a sharp wit and a true champion of Irish music. And for ourselves here in the Big Rab Show, we just want to pay tribute to Paddy and send sincere condolences to all of the Maloney family at this sad time. Alrighty. So, yeah, for you Chieftain fans, it has been quite a difficult time, I suppose. So, uh, yeah, we just thought we would mention it in this week's news and stuff yeah, to pay tribute to the man. Alrighty, <clears throat> I am very aware that the Stone Mountain Highland Games happened this past weekend and we'll get to that. But first of all, I have another gig announcement. <laughs> Don't worry, we'll get to the Stone Mountain news, alright? Now, I have to give a mention to The Gathering. Now, we've mentioned this a few times now, but we're seeing more changes to the lineup. Yeah, in fact, we're seeing even more names being added to the list here. <clears throat> yeah. So this will all be happening on the 28th of May next year, like I've already told you. And your tickets as well is thegatheringscotland.com. Told you all of this already. This will be held in the Northern Meeting Park in Inverness. And I did mention that uh, Pete Bog Ferries is playing at this, Project Smock as well. We have Manran. But we have even more added to the list. We have Heron Valley. 
Awesome. Yep, you guys remember we had Heron Valley on the show. Uh, we also had Hesk added as well and the Elephant Sessions. Oh, if you haven't heard Elephant Sessions, man, woo. Seriously, put that into your Spotify search and just, yeah, you can thank me later. Also, shout out to Capra Cayley. Capra Cayley's going to be on stage. Oh, so, yeah, for those of you who are in the Inverness area, or even if you just want to head to this gig at all, then go to thegatheringscotland.com and buy your tickets. 28th of May can't come quick enough. I'm really looking forward to this. And if anything, I hope that there'll be some photos and videos and all that usual kind of stuff from this massive gig. It'll be absolutely brilliant to see all these bands on stage doing the business. Now, I have to say, uh, Man Ran have been back uh, gigging like furiously. It's been crazy seeing the amount of gigs these guys have been doing, along with Project Smuck as well, who've put out a lot of announcements recently of upcoming gigs through December, uh, as well as Heron Valley, Elephant Sessions. All these bands are all gigging like mad now it seems to be if there's a stage these bands will play on it and uh, so shout out to all of those guys who are back on the road again so if you are interested in supporting these bands and let's face it you should be then definitely consider picking up a ticket and heading to a gig when you can yeah support your local trad musician there you go (laughs) Alrighty. well speaking of gigs and such i have to give a shout to whiskey kiss whiskey kiss woo yeah, they put out a bit of an announcement that they're heading to the Glasgow Barrowlands on the 4th of November. There you are. And the doors open at 7 o'clock. And for more information, you can go to ctickets.com forward slash Barrowlands. There you go. So go and get tickets for Whiskey Kiss. Now, as far as I know, the guys at Whiskey Kiss know what to put on one heck of a Kaylee. Uh, so that'll be one heck of a great night. There you go. On the 4th of November, the Barrowlands Whiskey Kiss. Oh, that's going to be all sorts of special. Alrighty, now one more gig announcement, then we'll get to Stone Mountain. Don't worry, stick with me, folks. <laughs> yeah, <clears throat> I have to mention the 27th William Kennedy Piping Festival. Yep, here in Northern Ireland, of course, in County Armagh, from the 18th to the 21st of November. If you do want more information on the full lineup and everything, I just wanted to let you know that it is back. It's in person. You have, of course, your full program of concerts, workshops, sessions and lectures, all of that. And, of course, all of the shenanigans and open sessions in the local bars that you can hang out and just enjoy playing tunes. Go along to armaghpipers.com. That's where you go grab all your tickets and stuff now of course there's some particular highlights for me of course we have podrick mcgovern oh my word incredible piper we also have mike katz as well he was the i think he still is the bagpiper with the battlefield band absolutely brilliant and yeah i don't know we have the goodman trio there as well we have alana mckinnis serious lineup here folks now i'm again i'm going to get accused of reading a list but go along to the william kennedy pipe and festival.org wkpf dot org for the full listing and everything and if you want to get tickets go to armapipers.com and i just wanted to let you know what's on it's back it's in person 18th to the 21st of november definitely an event to catch Alrighty, let's get to it the stone mountain highland games happened this past weekend and can i just say that i was incredibly incredibly what do you call it fomo i suppose fear of missing out FOMO or something like that I was just all sorts of gutted whenever I was seeing all the photos and videos of everyone all hanging out and having the best time and hey look at us we're having the best crack I'd give you I'd give you I'd tell you something right (laughs) 
I'll give you something here now. Let me check my messages here because I actually got a message on the Friday before in Stone Mountain. Where do you hear this? This is deadly. <laughs> I got a message from Kevin Conquest. Kevin actually sent me a photograph of him sitting in Waffle House. Yep, he sent me a photograph of the menu <laughs> saying greetings from Atlanta. No, Kevin, no. <laughs> Oh man, uh, yeah, he he knows my Achilles heel is Waffle House and IHOP and all of that. The food's incredible. Anyway, very happy memories of Stone Mountain 2019 and yeah, uh, oh, seeing all the photos and stuff, you guys looked to have had the best possible time. So I have to say congratulations to all of the competitors, the organizers as well, the team behind the scenes who put the games together, obviously worked their socks off and yeah, it showed, it was incredible. What a show. Now, there was a lot of live videos and recorded videos from the Stone Mountain Highland Games of all the band performances. And I have to say, full congratulations to our prize winners and to everyone who took part in the games. Honestly, I think it was all over a success. Now, I have to say, what did you do with the weather? Because it looked to be a wonderful day. It was sunny. It was sunny. There was people walking about eating ice creams. Now, my memory of Stone Mountain is sitting, standing ankle deep in water uh, with the rain bouncing off my drum head. It was crazy. I've never experienced weather like it and probably never will again. Soaked through to the skin, but had the time of my life. It was the best crack. So, hi, who knows? I might actually get back to Stone Mountain sometime. And uh, who knows? The weather might improve. And I might come back with a tan. But, yes, let's go through the results, shall we? Starting with Grade 5. Uh, the winner was Harvey E. Rich Memorial. Well done, guys. Yeah. On to Grade 4, then, we had North Texas Caledonian lifted the top spot. Well done, North Texas. There you go, guys. And on to Grade 3, then, we had the Nashville Pipes and Drums as well. He lifted the top spot, so well done. Overall, quite a roaring success there at Stone Mountain. And thank you to Kevin for really depressing me on that day. Uh, (laughs) But to everyone else who sent me well wishes as well as selfies and stuff, it was awesome. So thank you, everyone. I really appreciate it because, yeah, it was quite a depressing day by all accounts because, yeah, I would have loved to have been there. But, ah, well, there you go. Who knows, make it over again sometime. Anyway, so well done to everyone there at Stone Mountain. And hi, I think next year actually is a special anniversary for the folks at Stone Mountain. Um, oh, it is. Yeah, oh, hi. Yeah, see, check your script, Rob. It's their 50th anniversary next year. So, hi, here's hoping that they have something special planned for us. Hmm. We'll keep you posted. Alrighty. <clears throat> Moving on to our next such news story, the RSPBA headquarters folks have finally, finally relaunched their website. The entire thing has been refreshed. We have a brand new, all shiny, all special brand new website for our RSPBA headquarters. Now, I have to be honest, I haven't had much of a chance to dig through it, but it does look very clean. Yeah, it looks absolutely brand new and... uh, more modern, <clears throat> I suppose. Now, I have to say, I will be delving more into this website as the weeks and months progress, of course, but it's just good to know that we have an all-new shiny website when you consider that the last one had been in place for years and it seemed to be getting very tired. And, uh, yeah, sometimes didn't really look the best, I suppose. So, yeah, especially when you compare it to other organizations in the pipe and scene, it's great to see that the RSPBA have now refreshed their website and it's all new, all singing, all dancing. So, 
Of course, there was a full big press statement. We love a statement, of course, uh, from their marketing and media convener, uh, Kathleen Robertson. So the whole website's up there. Now, go and have a look at it, rspba.org. Have a little poke around, and I'll be doing exactly the same. I'll be looking through, you know, all of the results and everything, the calendar, you know, all stuff to do with band admin and all is on there as well. It does look very nice, I have to say. It looks very nice. Uh, so I will have a joke around there myself and see where we are. There you are. Alrighty, now unfortunately for our good friends there in New Zealand, there's been some sad announcements, I suppose, of some cancellations. Yeah, we have been warming up, I suppose, to the upcoming Jenny Mare Square Day. Now this event was, yeah, it was just around the corner actually, so unfortunately, yeah, there was an announcement from New Zealand Pipe Bands Association to say that it has now been cancelled. The Manawatu Scottish Society regret to advise that due to the uncertainty caused by the pandemic, the Jenny Mayer Square Day has been cancelled. Now apparently this is the first time in its 42 year history that the event had been cancelled. And it is the second largest pipe band competition in New Zealand. I know ourselves here in the Big Rab Show, we were really looking forward to this and we had actual... Hopefully had plans to have some boots on the ground to actually hear some uh, kind of footage and stuff from this. So, But hey, it's one of those things. It wasn't to be. And uh, yeah, full commiserations to all at the Manawatu Scottish Society there for all your hard work and all of that. But hey, it is one of those things at the moment that we're kind of getting used to. I know it's a horrible thing to get used to, but... Yeah, not great news. So, hey, here's hoping that we can build for 2022 and we will see the return of the Jenny Mare Square Day. And, uh, yeah, once we hear any more announcements on that, we'll certainly keep you guys posted. There you are. All right, we also had a bit of an announcement recently uh, from Ross Ainsley and Ali Hutton, who did have a gig coming up on Friday, uh, Friday the 22nd, in the where is it, Eastward Theatre. Yeah, apparently they've had to cancel that gig, unfortunately. Uh, apparently, Ali Hutton had fell off his bike. <sighs> apparently, he's really damaged his ribs and is in a poor state of health. But, uh, yeah, they do hope to head back to the Eastward Theatre um, again. So, just to let you know that if you were planning to go to that gig, unfortunately, it's been cancelled because... Yeah, Ali's managed to hurt himself falling off a bike. So, Ali, I hope you're feeling better soon, mate. That's not nice, coming off a bike at any speed. So, yeah, take care. Look after yourself, and hopefully we'll see you back on stage again soon. Alrighty. Now, just before recording this week's episode, we got quite an exciting announcement from the National Youth Pipe Band of Scotland. Oh, my God. Yeah, did you see this? National Youth Pipe Band of Scotland are heading back on stage and this will be part of what they're calling Project Zero. It's called Concerts for Climate and this is all around you know climate change and such and raising money for charity and whatnot. So, hey, the band will be performing on the 11th of November alongside Twin Atlantic. I have no idea who they are, uh, but Rora, Rora will be there. Oh my God. Yeah, we'll have Ad- Admiral Fallow and Rachel Sermani. I don't know, these are all pop stars. I don't know who they are. I'm not involved in the pop scene. Maybe everyone who's involved in pop music right now is laughing at me going, Oh God, Rab, do you not know who Admiral Fallow is? No, no idea. Uh, But I know who Rora is. Yeah, they're a thundering great trad band. Yeah, we've had them on the pod. They're awesome. So, yeah, for more information, go to kingtuts.co.uk and hi. You guys can go and check out the National Youth Pipe Band of Scotland. This is quite an exciting announcement and yeah, it's brilliant to see the band back on stage, which what will be an in-person event. So I think there are tickets in that available for it. So there you are. 
I'm really excited to see these guys on stage because, yes, of course, the last time we did see the National Youth Pipe Band of Scotland was at Piping Live and it was semi-pre-recorded. There was bits recorded here and there and everywhere over a number of weeks. So, uh, yeah, this is absolutely awesome to see them back for an in-person event on the 11th of November. So for more information, like I said, go to kingtuts.co.uk and have a look for tickets there. There you are. Alrighty guys, well I think at this point we should probably draw a close to the news and views, there's probably loads more, and I know that there is, of course, <laughs> I think Skip and Ish have all sorts of gig announcements, uh, you know, a festive tour and all the rest, and uh, uh, come on, there's bands that are recruiting, as well. I think, it's a, what band was it again, Livingston, there you go, Livingston, Caledonia, <laughs> Uh, Livingston Caledonia are looking for drummers so if you are interested in picking up the sticks with Livingston then contact them on their social media they want to hear from you now there's loads of other bands out there in recruitment mode and again I'll just give a brief mention to our big grab show matchmaking service there you are if you are interested in finding a band or if you're a band looking for players then get in contact with us and take advantage of our big grab show matchmaking service that's where you go alrighty guys we have to draw a line here at this point. Like I said, if there is any news and views that we haven't covered on this week's show and we really should have done, then please do draw our attention to it and email us in. BigRabShow at gmail.com Sometimes there's just way too much, man, that we can get squeezed in. And I know already this is quite a lengthy podcast because we have quite an awesome topic of the week to bring you in just a minute or two. Yeah, um, <clears throat> you're going to want to listen to this week's topic because it's really quite interesting. Anyway, we'll get into it. I think it's time for me to go and get myself a big cup of tea. It's time for the topic of the week. McClelland Bagpipes by North Carolina artisan bagpipe maker Roddy McClelland from Euston, Scotland. They don't strive to be the biggest, fastest or the cheapest. They do, however, meticulously craft a small number of warm and stable sounding instruments of heirloom quality. Roddy has followed this philosophy for over 30 years and continues to evolve with innovations like the Elevation Chanter. Designed with North American bands in mind, providing a lower pitch, rich harmonics and strong, clear projection, Elevation Chanters provide a stable platform for a thick band sound. Check out BespokeBagpipes.com for more information. McLaren Bagpipes, born in Scotland, made in the USA. Having launched the Regimental Series in March 2019 and the Axial Series in August of the same year, the British Drum Company were firing on all cylinders. That was until the world was hit by a global pandemic and they were forced by the government to stop production, close the doors and lock up the factory. In May this year, they reopened their doors and the production lines started to flow again. The company is as busy as ever and are happily back making shells, filing snare beds by hand and polishing drums prior to dispatch. If your corps is looking for a new set of drums, then don't hesitate to get in touch with their marching department for more information. Don't forget, tours are available for all leading drummers on their corps. The British Drum Company. Look amazing, sound amazing, feel amazing. Wallace Bagpipes. Quality, pride and passion, made in Scotland. Proud bagpipe supplier to the Red Hot Chili Pipers.
Visit wallacebagpipes.com for more information or contact your nearest dealer. Ah, yes. Topic of the week time. and As always, that cup of tea went down a treat. <laughs> An absolute treat. and because Yeah, well-deserved too. Yeah, Sometimes there's just so much happening in the piping scene. It's so difficult to keep up with everything. But no matter, we do what we can. Anyway, let's get on to the topic, shall we? Of course, you're tuning into this week's episode because of the title, and you probably guessed already who we're going to be chatting to. Yeah, we're going to be talking to Yori Chisholm. And of course, the launch of the fall edition of the World Online Solo Championships. Yeah, we get to hear all about it. So, without further ado, let's get into this, shall we? So, let's welcome Yuri to the podcast. So, welcome to the podcast. Quite a familiar face in the piping scene, if you don't mind me saying. Welcome, Yuri Chisholm. How are you, sir? Are you well? Doing great. Thanks, Rob. Great to see you. Thanks for having me on. Um, things are good here. It's sort of fall. It's uh descended upon seattle but uh mm. you know your uh, your viewers in scotland and in ireland would will know what the weather's like in seattle so it's getting a little cool and gray but yeah oh, it's definitely on the turn right. here that's for sure yeah so maybe outdoor competitions aren't going to happen for the next few months <laughs> i would say i think that's <laughs> definitely the case here anyway yeah well we have you on this week's podcast for a very good reason the the world online solos but we're, we'll talk about that in a second or two but for, first of all i would like you just to, to introduce yourself to folks who may not be aware of who you are and your website and everything so do you want to introduce yeah. yourself yeah sure so i live in seattle uh, which is the northwest corner of the states and i've been teaching piping here since 1999 so i got in wow. early with my website bagpipelessons.com and, um, you know, started my teaching business, just teaching in-person lessons like, you know, people have done for, for a long time. And then when the Internet kicked off and webcams came out, I started teaching online. So I've been teaching online with the webcam since 2003. Oh, and that's obviously really picked up. And then in the last, you know, couple of years, it's really picked up. Um, you know, I started out as a, as a kid competing and going to the Highland Games and working my way up through the amateur grades here. And then when I moved, I grew up in Oregon. When I moved up to the Seattle area for university, I started going up to Canada and taking lessons up there and playing with bands up there. And I played with the SFU pipe band for 19 years yeah. and had a great, um, you know, I had a really great um, life-changing experience with the band, winning the world, doing big concerts. And uh, I feel really fortunate that I've been able to make a living through piping for all these years. So it's just something I'm really passionate about is not only performing and teaching, but trying to find new ways through, you know, like the Internet and technology and stuff like we're doing here. Find new ways mm -hmm. to expand piping and, uh, you know, give more opportunities for people to, to be part of the piping world and uh, to learn and, you know, have a meaningful, fulfilling experience. Fantastic. Yeah, and you know, it's crazy to think, man, that this has been going since 99. I remember when it launched. <laughs> Are we sure yeah, well, here by, by admitting this, you know? <laughs> well, you know, you know I've, I've told people that there's, a, there's certainly an element of luck here because if I was even five years older and if I was going to start a, a teaching business, it would have been, you know, putting flyers up in coffee shops and, yeah, yeah. you know, just the old way, like the yellow pages <laughs> in the phone book, and it would have been a different thing. Yeah. And if I was five or 10 years younger, 
I would have sort of missed the start of the internet and somebody else would have gotten that website, bagpipelessons.com. So it's definitely a, um, sort of a bit of luck there. But I've always been interested in, you know, sort of trying to f- identify um, obstacles and, you know, complications and difficulties and then and trying to figure out, like, there's got to be a way. And I remember when the first webcam came out for Mac. And at the time, I was taking lessons with the greatest American piper, Mike Cusack. And Mike's won all the awards in Scotland and a, mm-hmm. a tremendous uh, solo player and leader. Yeah. So I was taking lessons with Mike and I was actually flying down to see him in Houston, Texas, a, you know, a few times a year and we'd meet up in other places. And then when this webcam came out, I thought, oh, this might be something. So I actually <laughs> bought two of them and I sent one to Mike and we did a webcam based lesson. It was on this early Mac had this thing called iChat AV And I actually have a recording of that lesson. It was 2003 (laughs) and we did the lesson. I mean, it's nothing compared to the, the, the cameras and the, and the broadband that we have now, but it worked. And I thought, (laughs) wow, you're getting the immediacy. You're getting the personal connection. He can hear me. He can see me. He can give feedback. And it was right after that, that I updated my website to say now offering, and I called them interactive webcam lessons, right? And I always call them Skype lessons or zoom lessons or whatever. Um, (laughs) And it just, it, you know, with the piping and the pipe band world being so spread out, mm. um, even though it's only been, you know, less than 20 years that we've had this sort of online thing happening, it was, you know, if you go back before the internet and before YouTube and before MP3s, it was really, people were quite isolated and we'd wait to get the Piping Times magazine or we'd wait to get the Piper and Drummer magazine. Mm-hmm. And I remember getting, you know, cassette tape that were copies of copies of copies that oh, somebody's yeah. granny had taped off of BBC <laughs> Scotland and pipeline. And, um, but that was really, we were, we were just so hungry to be connected. So it's really been, um, you know, it's been a fantastic, you know, development. And I'm often asked by people who are not in connected to the piping world when they hear about what I do and they'll, and a common question is, you know, is, is bagpiping, and pipe bands, are they on the rise? And it's like absolutely the case. Totally. It's up, yeah. I, I know there's some different statistics that people look at, but my experience is that, you know, people are taking lessons, people have access, people can find community. I mean, just look what's happening on social media with the piping world. It's like, we are there, we are going to our favorite websites and listen to our favorite podcasts. Yeah. And it's absolutely a great thing as far as I'm concerned. It's a very vibrant scene at the moment. And I think you're 100% on their money. I think social media, the internet has played a huge role in that for sure. So I have to congratulate you on getting that domain name, which was a stroke of genius. Bagpipe lesson. That's incredible. Yeah. So even back yeah. then you were thinking this is something, you know, so that's kind of what started the ball rolling for you. Yeah. Yeah. And it's just sort of a development. If you go back, if I look at my original website, you know, these original websites, this was even before there was embedded video or audio. So it's basically like a, like a brochure, just an online brochure. Here's me. Here's my name. Email me to get in touch, maybe a couple pictures. Yeah. And it, of course, it's just, it's just grown from there as, as the, uh, you know, as we have audio and, and YouTube and high quality audio and video and, you know, that. So that's, that's just always been something that I've been, interested as i mentioned a minute ago it's like this seems like a problem or this seems like something that is complicating matters let's what what's out there 
you know? Yeah. And so we build on these other technologies that are, you know, digital, you know, e-commerce, mm-hmm. video, chat, all these things. So um, let's see, it was uh, almost 10 years ago now, I got an email from a reporter at the New York Times. Now, this is one of the biggest newspapers in the world. Yeah. And she reached out to me um, to, and said that she was doing a article, an article on online music lessons. And oh, wow. she wanted to ask me some questions. So, hmm. sure, when a, when a reporter from one of the biggest uh, you know, um, media outlets no, yeah. in the world reaches out, you, you <laughs> respond. So we did a few emails, and then she, she, we talked on the phone. And, and um, then she wanted to schedule a photo shoot. But instead of sending a photographer here to film me, she sent a photographer to one of my students, who's one of my remote students. So we did a lesson, a Skype lesson, and this photographer was in the background filming stuff. (laughs) Anyway, about a week goes by, and she sent me a note, and she said that it's going to be on the front page the following day. And there's my face (laughs) on the front page of the New York Times on a laptop and there's my student john mcclure is playing and and you know over the over his shoulder there's my laptop and of course it was fantastic for web traffic and everything but just the, even in just reading the article what i didn't realize was that i was part of a, a broader trend mm. because i was just doing my thing bagpipelessons.com teaching online seems yeah. like a, a good deal for everybody but it was pro- part of a broader trend it, students love it because they can find a teacher they connect with Parents love it because they don't have to drive their kids somewhere. You're not going to be late and missing lessons due to running late. So, yeah. and that was 10 years ago. So things have obviously just taken off exponentially from there. And then, um, you know, the pandemic happens. And um, I think there's going to be a lot of things that have changed for the better, sort of a silver lining of, you know, all this uh, mm. craziness that we've we've gone through and hardship. But I think one of the silver linings is, is that, um, Anybody who was a little resistant or just not quite sure they wanted to do the online thing, we were all forced to do a lot of this online stuff. Yeah, totally. And then you go, you know mm-hmm. what? I actually kind of like getting my groceries delivered. Or, you know what? <laughs> Even if I'm in town, maybe every other lesson I'll do on Zoom and then I'll drive across town uh, for have an in-person lesson. So yeah. I'm, I think it's just kind of one of these silver linings of uh, the last year and a half or so has been, uh, you know, just people uh taking a chance on doing stuff online yeah embracing technology for sure and i think my folks are testament to that you know never before has my dad ever looked at the world of the facebooks uh or the twitters as he calls it uh so yeah yeah, he's managed to get a handle on that and i know he listens to the pod so he'll be laughing at this stage so (laughs) so yes for a good reason we did bring you on this week's pod because we're aware that the world online solos is now launched so Tell us about this event, then. How can folks get involved? Great. Thanks, Rab. So um, 10 years ago, I started the world's first online piping competition. And this was actually inspired by living abroad. My wife and I were living in Europe for six months. She had a work exchange with her company. She worked for a Danish company, and we got the chance to live in Copenhagen. So I was living, I was working completely remotely. And one of the things that I noticed there was that there are some pipers in, in that area of the world that were very passionate, but not too many competitions. Yeah. And then I started mm-hmm. thinking about my students around the world, that competition is such a big part of piping in the pipe band world. Yeah. It's the primary way that we, uh, most, a lot of pipers, that's the, that's the primary performance venue. 
We're not doing shows and going to clubs. And I mean, some, obviously some top pipers do recitals and there are, there are shows there are not, but, and gigs and that sort of thing. But we do a lot of competing, maybe more than other forms of music. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, And as someone who's traveled to Scotland 31 times, (laughs) I love traveling. I love the in-person events, but it's not without its drawbacks. It's a lot of expense. It's a lot of time. Mm -hmm. So I was thinking about, is there a way that we can um, expand the opportunities for competition in a way to make it more accessible for people? So I launched the first online piping competition back in 2011, added in drumming and did a bunch of them and they were very popular and we got hundreds of, of uh, competitors and I invented this. I came up with this um, basically the structure of how these online competitions work that we have stuck with, which is they're not live. You record your performance at home. Mm-hmm. You mm-hmm. upload it to YouTube. You submit the link to our panel of judges and then from that point on, that it's just like a regular competition. The judges watch the competitors. They write sheets. They provide the placings. So yeah. that was 10 years ago. I got busy with some other things, had a couple of kids, a couple of young kids, and uh, tone protectors and other stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, and I, I always had the idea that I would bring back the online competition, but um, the pandemic was the, uh, you know, that was definitely a spark last spring of 2020. thought, yeah. wow, this is the time. And I know there's, you know, we've all been going through it together, but also people have had very unique experiences depending on your work and family situation and and health, obviously. Mm -hmm. But just to go back to that time, it was very scary. It was um, unsettling. It was disorienting. We felt very isolated. So I really, truly Mm -hmm. felt a sense of responsibility to bring back the online competition. So the World Online Piping and Drumming Championships came back last spring huge event i think we had 1600 entries wow um which i don't know if there's an official uh (laughs) like uh guinness book of world records for piping but i i I would think that that would be the biggest piping uh, piping and drumming competition yeah wow but because of the online thing everything can scale right so we didn't have Mm. to book we didn't have to build platforms and we didn't have to (laughs) hire portaloos and have security and parking and all that because it's (laughs) online so yeah. as the entry started to come in, I'd just email a few more of my friends and say, hey, we need a couple more judges. <laughs> and the judges were great. I think we had something like 50 judges. Um, yeah, there you go. So we're now we're on our sort of our, our second year of the since the pandemic. And we're on a schedule of doing mm-hmm. three every year, spring, which is around Easter, summertime, and then a fall competition. I know the seasons are different uh, down in New Zealand and Australia, but we're kind of going with the Northern Hemisphere seasons. So we're in our fall 2021, um, and we have 82 events. So solo piping, Mm -hmm. solo side drumming, solo tenor drumming, and solo bass drumming. So we use the North American um, style of graded events. Mm -hmm. I know there's a different, they have a different system uh, down under, and I know in some places in Scotland, it's just juniors and seniors, right? Yeah. But we're yeah. using the North American mm-hmm. system, which is based on your skill or experience level from beginner, which would be like drum pad or, or practice channer, mm-hmm. and then grade five, four, three, two, one, and then open or professional for the top level uh, players. Yeah. Yeah. And in every one of these uh, grade levels and disciplines, we have multiple events. So um, 
if you want to check out the list of events, you can go to the, the website, which is bagpipelessons.com mm-hmm. slash competition. So that's the World Online Piping and Drumming uh, Championships homepage. All the information's there. All the deadlines are there. Um, but you can go and just like you would for a in-person competition, you register online in advance, you pick your events, you do the registration process. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, all the events that you would expect, MSRs, six eights, hornpipe jig, p Again, it depends on your grade level what the different uh, options are. Yeah, I suppose it depends in a way on your ability and what you want to achieve. You know, like I'm going to throw myself under the bus here. I have been learning how to pipe now for the past maybe year and a bit now, I suppose. Um, right. But I've been a drummer all my days. You know, I've been a competitive drummer for about 30 odd years. So, but I could still enter a piping competition at, at the beginner, even chanter level, possibly coming on say, at a, a few four fours. Yeah. I would love it if you would. That'd oh, be God, great. I you can talk about your experience. <laughs> so that's, that's the, that's one of the things that I love about our system that we have mm-hmm. here which is it doesn't matter what your age is. If you're a beginner yeah. and you're just knowing a couple of tunes on the channel, you can enter the beginner category. So you're going to get people of all ages in all these categories. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, you can enter all the events or you can pick one. You know, we also have yeah. a, a, uh, an ungraded evaluation only event. So this would be if you want to be part of the competition, but you don't care mm-hmm. about competing. So this basically is you're going to get a sheet from a judge. You're so not going to be, be invaluable um, too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You're not going to be ranked against anybody else. So sometimes mm-hmm. people will do that. They're like, I just want to get a comment from one of these great judges. Yeah. Or sometimes there's a, they want to play a tune and get feedback on a tune that is not offered for their grade level. You know, for example, we don't have a full P Brock for grade five, but you say, uh-huh. you know what? I really want to do this. Mm-hmm. Sometimes players will want to get feedback on more than one of the type of tune. So I'm going to enter the grade two P Brock. But then I have a second PBROC that I want feedback on. We don't allow you to enter right. twice for the same event. I see. So you can only enter once for the same event, but you could enter that second PBROC for that evaluation event. So mm-hmm. um, that's really part of my um, overall vision of bagpipelessons.com is to give people opportunities for learning, right? Because I'm really passionate about playing at a high level, but also sharing that and this um, getting the sheets is a big part of that vision of, you know, my overall vision for the website is more access for more people around the world. Mm-hmm. We, we do have some other events I want to tell you about. So sure. that's all the solo events. Mm-hmm. We added band. So there's two band events. There's a what's wow. called traditional pipe band style. So just what you would think, regular pipe band instruments, pipes, side tenor bass. That's fantastic. <laughs> and then, uh, so, and I know it's the, uh, there's some flexibility with the band events. So if you're in a place where your band's getting together and you're playing, you can record as a full band. Mm-hmm. And we've had some bands do that. If you're in a place where you still can't get together, I know that's crazy lockdown still unbelievably mm-hmm. in a lot of places. Yeah. You mm-hmm. can record your part separately and doing those videos that we've all seen over oh, the last the year little and boxes. Half. Yeah. Yeah. Putting it yeah. together. So that's an option. And yeah. I know it's a different thing if you're pre-recording and splicing together versus playing live, but the idea is to make it um, open and accessible to as many people as possible, knowing that there's different yeah. situations around the world. Mm-hmm. We also have a freestyle event. That's our other pipe band event. And now freestyle, right. pretty much anything goes. So <laughs> other musical instruments, 
Oh, I see. Right. Uh, okay. Yeah. So you could bring in. In fact, we had we had a great video at uh, one of our competitions last year. They had small pipes, Highland pipes, real pipes, shuttle pipes, accordion guitar, wow. the whole deal. In fact, this one was <laughs> some players were in Scotland. Some players were here in the States. So it was an international oh, collaboration. That'd be brilliant. We've had bands that submit a set with Highland dancers. So it's really oh. quite open. Any <laughs> other musician or performer. If you're a multi-instrumentalist, you could play more than one part. We've had uh, groups where there's a, a someone who plays a set of pipes and they also play another instrument. So mm, it's yeah. totally open. It's pretty open. It says other performers. There you could go. be dancers. That's a big bracket could be a there. juggler. Who knows? Fire breathers. <laughs> the only, the only um, thing that you have to do for that freestyle event is there has to be at least one piper. Right. Uh, right. So anything else goes. So we're not looking for a rock and roll band here. We're looking for something related to piping, but it could be a rock and roll band with pipers. You could go full Um, chili pipers, couldn't you? Yeah. Have a rock band behind you. You you could do it. I would love to see something like that. Again, this is an opportunity to do something fun, to to share your music with the world, Mm. get some feedback from our judges and, uh, you know, make it a, a meaningful fun challenge that sounds fantastic we have, a, we have a couple of scholarships that we give away um mm-hmm. for several years now we've had the um pipe major alistair gillis memorial scholarship and that's a two four march event and that's um mm. the categories are by age group so right. go to the events page and you can see and it's um you pick the age group and mm-hmm. then our judges award a first place from each age group and then we take the first place winners and we judge them against each other. And then there's one winner of this scholarship. Wow. Um, okay. And then a new event for this time around is um, the pipe, uh, not the pipe major. It's the uh, Colin McKenzie Memorial Pebrock Challenge. And Colin McKenzie was my first teacher. Mm. We would not be having this conversation if it wasn't for Colin. He was a huge influence on me personally and, and obviously my piping. He recently yeah. passed away. And in order to honor him, and especially his passion for Pebrock and for teaching it. Um, we've we've uh, created this new Colin McKenzie Memorial Scholarship. And that is a Pebrock event, a Pebrock event for uh, age 18 and younger. So it's for, for Ooh, young people yeah. and it's a full Pebrock event. And, um, you know, I was talking to um, Colin's family about it and they're really, you know, um, yeah. oh, excited that this yeah. can happen. So, Wonderful yeah, I just wanted yeah. a way to honor him. So, again, these two scholarship uh, and gosh, I think that's it. So yeah, 82 total events between all the different solo events, the two pipe band events, the two scholarship events. There is one more. I forgot a new event for this time oh. by request. We got requests for this many times and that is duets, piping duets. Oh. So that's a new event. Hey. So if you've got a pal, <laughs> get together. And again, it's pretty open. It's a tune or medley of tunes. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think it's up to seven minutes do whatever you want. But I know that uh, there are some pipers who love doing this duet. So that's another Ooh, option. Love the sound of that. And, you know, there's so many events, events there that there's something for everyone. Even me, who's been drumming for 30 years, I could still play in a chanter event. So I might give it a go. I don't know. Who knows? Uh, yeah, but- well, that's, you know, that's our, uh, that's our hope is to just give the opportunity for anybody from a total beginner mm. All the way up to the open. So we have absolute world-class players playing in our open level events. And for the yeah. open events, we do have real prize money. And that was mm-hmm. important for me that even though this is an online event and it's a little different than going to Inverness or going to the, you know, your Glenfin and Highland Gathering, yeah. we, I want to respect 
are top level players. And these are professionals who deserve to be um, recognized as a professional. So you're expecting mm-hmm. real prize money. So that's one of our you know, biggest expenses uh, of the, of the contest is to give real prize money to our professionals. So there you are something tangible you, you can take home. Yeah, exactly. Yep. Can I ask you then, Yuri, what are the challenges with this? We've had a lot of discussion recent, well, especially those last number of months, the pandemic and the benefits and pitfalls of online competition. Uh, there's been a lot of debate, even on our podcast for that matter, about the benefits, pros and cons. Are there any real challenges when it comes to organizing an event like this? Well, you know, you know, what I'm trying to do is I'm trying to get the word out, right? So we have built this platform and it's very popular, you know, 90, 90% plus of our uh, participants say they had a great or excellent time doing it. We get great feedback from our um, judges. So overall it's real positive. So we're just trying to get the word out, you know, just trying to, spread the word. So that's something that we're always, you know, working on and trying to improve things. Things have definitely improved every time we try to, we find a way that to streamline things, you know, one point we were finding out people said, Oh, I missed the deadline. So then we increased the number of emails and reminders and put a little countdown timer on the website. And then some people said, Oh, there's too many emails now. So we're just trying to, we're always (laughs) trying to improve. And that's part of my, so, you know, we were talking about my, passion for innovation and and uh invention and stuff mm-hmm. but i'm always trying to find a, like how can we tweak it how can we make it better how can we make it more fun how can we make it so that people feel like this is something that they get a lot out of that they don't want to miss so yeah it's just that constant drive now it's not the same as an in-person competition and i get it it's not the same and it will never be the same you cannot replace the camaraderie you know, no, you cannot yeah. replace, you know, seeing your pals in person, hearing a band in person, walking up behind a top grade band at a championship and, and that sound, you can't replace mm. that. No. And we're not trying to, but I think that online competitions, even when the pandemic is over, will have a place because there's just so many advantages to it. Sure. You know, yeah. the lack of travel, the, um, you know, I know there, there are other online competitions out there and which are fantastic and I feel great. I've been able to share my, my expertise with a lot of people that are putting on their own competitions and I'm happy to do that. Um, Some competitions are doing a more of a live format where you play live on zoom or whatever. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I, I, you know, there, there's some issues with that in terms of the, the quality of the recording that comes across, you know, with latency and bandwidth and all of that comes into play, doesn't it? Yeah. It's so it's not really a fair situation. Mm. So we've decided to go with this pre-recorded format. And what that means is that you can take as many tries as you want. (laughs) Play it a hundred times over performance. You could, (laughs) I've heard from people and I could tell you, I see when like the, the videos come in and a lot of videos come in right at the deadline. So I get it that people are, they need that deadline, right? Mm-hmm. It's just human nature, I think. Um, but that's different. So that's different than playing live. Mm-hmm. I get it. But in a way, you could say that the standard might even be higher because people have as many attempts as they want. They're at home. They're in their comfortable environment. Now, I also understand that if it's if it's your if you're new to self recording and that video stuff, it can have yeah. its own challenges, right? <laughs> so um, I guess I would just say to someone who's thinking like, oh, this isn't a real competition. It's not the same. It's like, I, I acknowledge it's not the same. It'll never be the same as traveling somewhere and the anticipation and the excitement, but that's not without its drawbacks. You know, again, For sure. I've done 31 yeah. trips to Scotland and 
once I had kids, it gets harder, time mm. away from home, logistics, a lot of positives to traveling internationally, but also a lot of positives to being able to do something from home. Definitely. I think you could say the same thing for, uh, you know, working from home, working remotely. People talk about missing that uh, personal connection that you get when you're around other people. Absolutely. Yeah. But there's also a lot of uh, a lot of benefits to being able to do something from home. That's it indeed. So I, I honestly would encourage folks to get involved in this because even if you don't win a prize, you still get a sheet and that's something for you to work on, you know, and some of the judges that you've had involved with this event are been incredible. So to mm-hmm. get a critic sheet on your plan, regardless of your placing, it's bound to be valuable. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's the number one reason that pe- people tell us why they enter our competition is to yeah. get that sheet. Mm-hmm. And it's really important to me that our judges are world-class players, you know, top pipe majors, top soloists, mm. lead drummers, band leaders, because it's, I think it's really important to me that they have the credentials yes. that they've really played and taught at the highest level, but also that they can write a really good sheet. And um, I'm looking for judges that, you know, can really communicate well that can um, be inspiring and motivating and provide that feedback. It's so important. And that's, I think that, you know, that's something that I always look forward to when I'm competing is to get that sheet. It's it's a little bit disappointing that at some of these top events in Scotland, they don't give a sheet and there are historical reasons for that. Mm -hmm. And you could argue, well, competition is supposed to give the result and it's not supposed to be a feedback uh, mechanism, but Mm. it's so important to me that the judges can do, they can get the result right. Obviously that has to be, um, Mm -hmm. they have to do that because it is a competition and people put a lot of effort into trying to get the result they want. But then also having that positive feedback where, you know, it's, uh, you want to, you want to hear the judge's opinion. Now, all of the sheets are published on the website and we are the first competition, I think in the history of the world to do this. Mm. We publish an entire record of the entire competition and all of our competitions are on the website, which means Mm -hmm. you can look at, not only can you look at all the list of prize winners, but you can look at the entire order of play, everybody's name, their tunes, the link to their YouTube video and the judges comments and any placing they got. And this is part of my vision of trying to make the most out of this experience. Not only is it a competition, not only are you getting feedback, but all that feedback, all that incredible wisdom mm. and guidance that comes from our judges is now published and will be on the website for forever. As long as there's, you know, as long as the website is there. So it's a huge I, reference for people then, really. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I've already heard from um, some associations who are saying we are using this library of information. They're using it for judge training. They're using it for wow. shadow judging. Yeah. It's a great... It, Here's an example. So a common question that I might get from somebody is, um, what's a good tune for me to play? And like, a, for example, like a grade three, two, four march, what's a good tune? So I could come up with my ideas. I've been teaching a long time. I have an idea of what it might be. But then I can also say, well, go get on the competition website and look at the results and look at what the grade three players are playing. There you go. And maybe yeah. also look at what some of the winners are playing. Is there anything different? Are there certain types of tunes or specific tunes that show up in the prize lists? Mm-hmm. Right. So then you get an idea of like, what's an appropriate tune. I mean, I'm always fascinated by that. You know, you go to Inverness and like, what are the tunes that like all the top <laughs> players are playing? Yeah. And you get ideas that way. Another question is, uh, 
you know, what's a judge looking for? What's a judge looking for in a, mm-hmm. in a, like a beginner event? Like yeah. what's more important? Well, go read the sheets. You'll see it's exactly what they're commenting on. And they'll, yeah. and, and there's just so much information in there. I wish everybody would do this. Now I know at an in-person competition, you got paper. It's a, it's a challenge, but I wish yeah. that, you know, my hope is that this will be a, a model and then people will go, you know what? This is really great. This would be really cool if all the, if the world's sheets were, were published online. I mean, oh, I think that would be just, oh, wow. oh God, Wouldn't you love to see what that sheet looks like for that winning band? Oh, or the top six and see what did they say? You know, mm-hmm. I just think it's an opportunity there for, for some, for some really good learning to happen. Definitely. Yeah. Um, yeah. So you can go, you know, what does it look like when in a professional event in first place, what does that look like? Mm. And you can go right in and look at it. So we're working on updating the website to have a more searchable database. So you could search by, by keywords or by tune name or by competitor that's mm. in the works, but for now you can go in, you can see them all. Wow. So there you go, folks. You should go and check that out for sure. So again, do you want to give uh, people a reminder then of the website, where they go to sign up and everything? Uh, yeah. Bagpipelessons.com. Yeah. Yeah, bagpipelessons.com slash competition. So that is the uh, registration page. And join. Mm-hmm. And if you're on Facebook or Instagram, check out Bagpipe Lessons. We're posting stuff on there. Um, we do live streams. And we, I do a, a Q&A. So... Mm-hmm. That's going to be on November 3rd. And that's just me on Zoom and Facebook Live answering questions about the competition. If you have specific questions about what event is right for you or how the process works. We've learned a lot over the years through these competitions. So now when you register, you're going to get an email right away with a link to the competitor info page. It's all there. We're going to give you everything you need to know how to record your video in terms of lighting and camera angles. And mm, it's yeah. you, if you have a smartphone or a tablet, you've got everything you need. <laughs> these smartphones and, and these tablets, they have great cameras. They're yeah. really good with recording sound, but we'll give you some tips of how to frame it, you know, to make sure that you're not backlit or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, we'll show you how to upload it to YouTube. If you've never done it before, no problem. There's millions of hours of YouTube stuff getting uploaded every day from around the world. It's very straightforward to do it. And then we'll show you how to submit your video to the judges. So we've learned over the years, all the questions and all the little hurdles and all the little problems. And we've laid it out there for you. And mm-hmm. of course, if you have any questions during the process, you can email me directly. I have a small team of people that help me with all the data and all the emails and everything. Mm-hmm. So we will make it, uh, we'll do everything we can to make sure that you have a fun, positive experience. But check out the list of events, bagpipelessons.com slash competition. You can see all the events. You can see the deadlines. We do our live Q&A on November 3rd. The registration deadline is November 17th. So right. from that point on, uh, you'll have almost a month to get in your videos. The video deadline is December 12th. So you want to register by November mm-hmm. 17th. And then you have about four weeks to get your videos get ready, your get them uploaded, done. get yeah. them in, get them sent in to us. And mm-hmm. I would just say to really have a great experience, don't wait till the last minute. <laughs> if you're thinking about it, just go for it. Take the plunge, get signed up. We'll get you all the information that you need. And you can start looking at it and start figuring out, you know, getting your camera set up. And uh, mm. um, you got to specify the target if you're going to hit the bullseye. And I think that's what you do when you register. You're like, you know what? I'm going to do this. It sounds like a fun challenge and this is what I need. 
And then you pick your tunes, you pick your events, and that's your deadline. And then good luck. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. (laughs) You know, not everybody can be a winner. Trust me. I've been competing (laughs) a long time. And uh, we all love to get first place, but everybody can't get first place. And even you go to the top competitions and it's like, wow, so many good players. But what you're doing is you're, you're, you're setting a challenge for yourself and you're saying, wow, can I be better? And the way I think one of the best ways to be better is to set that goal, set a challenge and do what you can to play your very best. And I think if you do that, you'll get some great feedback from our judges and it's a win. 100%. 100%. 100%. 100%. It's very exciting. So thank you, first of all, for coming onto the podcast to talk to us about this. I am definitely a fan of the event and I would recommend people to go and check the website, go and get enrolled, go and be a part of it. But we are not going to let you away without asking some big rab show staples. Every guest that comes on the show, no matter who they are, we always ask some big rab show staples. So, Yuri, what is your favorite cheese? Cheese? Yes. <laughs> are you, are oh you a fan of cheese i like cheese i like a lot of cheese there's a lot of cheese being consumed in my house uh being uh from <laughs> oregon i'm gonna have to say tillamook, tillamook. medium cheddar Ooh, i haven't heard of that yeah tillamook is a staple in the northwest so you, you get big huge bricks of this orange stuff oh, love nice. it love the sound of that i have to go and check that out nice um, also, this is quite a difficult question to answer, but we do ask everyone who comes on, has there been any one particular moment throughout all of your storied career in the piping scene that stands out to you as being particularly memorable? It's a tough one. Yeah, I think it was the first time I won a, uh, you know, uh, a big competition. And for me, I was a kid. And you know, growing up in Oregon... It's six hours drive to get up to Canada, wow. but we all did it. And we would go up to the BC Indoor, the BC Pipers annual gathering. Yes. And I went up with my teacher, Colin McKenzie, and we'd drive up together. And I was competing in what was called novice, which mm-hmm. was grade four. And uh, I ended up winning the aggregate in grade four. And I also won this trophy called the Most Promising Amateur Piper. And that really oh. kicked it off for me because it was the first time that I had gone outside of my small local piping environment and it was really a big moment for me to go like first of all to see the bigger piping world to see Mm -hmm. grade one bands for the first time to see top open players sort of international players yeah and i think it was at that moment that something clicked for me which is like wow (laughs) this is really cool maybe maybe i have a future here maybe this is something that i could uh you know really get into and uh and from that moment the rest was history then really yeah (laughs) well you know it's it it becomes you know i think that was the start of uh bagpiper being a big part of my identity and Mm. you know it's not something that was a big part of you know the typical you know kid from growing up in oregon obviously there's a piping scene and there's highland dancers and their pipe bands but it was not a typical thing yeah um so for me I became the piper, the piper kid. You know, I was the only piper that people knew at my high school and that sort of thing. So it really became part of my identity and became something that I just wanted to keep doing. And, you know, people will ask, like, how did you get to be like this professional bagpiper that has a website and everything? But it started out with that, taking lessons, loving the music 
having a great mentor who encouraged me and was, and that, you know, um, exposed me to this larger world. And then gradually it becomes a bigger and bigger part of your life. And then here I am doing it, uh, basically what I've been doing. There you are. And yeah, you're now on the Big Rab Show podcast talking about it. So, <laughs> I've hit it big now. <laughs> I don't know about that. Um, <laughs> uh, but honestly, again, thank you so much for taking time to chat to us. And honestly, we would recommend every listener, every viewer to this video right now to go check out bagpipelessons.com forward slash competition. Go and check all the information. There is a lot of it to digest. But as you say, Pick the ones that you want to target and concentrate on those. Yeah. So have you any parting comments, I suppose, before we say our cheerios? Just say, you know, thanks, Rab, for helping us get the word out. And yeah. thanks to everybody around the piping world who's watching. It's, uh, it's, been, um, it's been a crazy uh, couple of years here that we've been through, but it's yeah. just shown to me that the piping and the pipe band community around the world is strong. And, uh, you know, at some point, I look forward to seeing all of you at uh, at the beer tent. And there you have it. So, so good. Oh, man, I have to say that interview actually was cut back. There was quite a lot of information there that wasn't discussed on this week's pod, but it will be released in a future YouTube video. Yes. And of course, if you're a member on Patreon, you will have already seen the full uncut interview of course because you're part of the patreon faithful there you go so yes that is a cut down version of what you're in and myself are managing to chat all about there but loads of more stuff are yeah back there and patreon so if you want to see the full thing go to patreon now or of course you can wait another few weeks and it will be out on our youtube channel there you are so honestly quite a fascinating conversation and i do hope to have yuri back on a future show and again if you do want more information on this incredible event and let's face it you will uh, go along to bagpipelessons.com forward slash competition that's where you go it's all up there and believe it or not there's so much information to kind of get across it's really difficult to do on a podcast never mind on a website so do yourself a favor after you've listened to this week's episode of course then go and check out the website all the information's up there, including all your instructions and how you register, yada, yada. It's all up there. Go and have a look for yourself. Anyway, folks, that's it for another Big Rab Show podcast. Thank you all so much for downloading this week and each and every week. And don't forget, most important of all, don't forget to tell your friends about our wee show. Yeah. If you've only just discovered us, then definitely tell your mates about this weird wee piping podcast here. And uh, yeah, talking about what we know and love to be the music of the Great Highland Bagpipe and its people. That's exactly what we do each and every week. Now, next week on the podcast, we have quite a special episode for you. Because you might think to yourself, ah, next week it's Halloween and all of that sort of stuff. And is it going to be a spooky episode? No, it's not going to be a spooky episode because uh, next week... We're looking forward to the Glenfiddich. Oh, baby! Yep, Glenfiddich is around the corner. And I am so stupidly excited. And next week's episode's really going to be quite special. And uh, trust me, you're going to want to tune in to next week's episode. That's all I'm going to say. I know I've probably well oversold this, but next week's episode is... 
it's up there. It's up there as one of the big ones. So you're going to want to listen next week. Anyway, don't forget, if you would like to help support the show as well, like I mentioned, you can go and support us over there on Patreon. Every click of support means the world to us. And you do get your hands on loads of extra pipe and stuff, including the full uncut interview there with Jory. Uh, yeah, so definitely go and check us out on Patreon. Click support and be part of the Patreon faithful. All right, guys, I've had way too much caffeine today, and uh, you can probably tell because I'm talking way too quick and I'm way too excited. Right, better calm down. (laughs) I'll see you all next week for another dose of piping goodness. Until then, (laughs) right, no more coffee. Until then, I'll see you next week. All the best. Well, that's it for another Big Rab Show podcast. Thanks so much for downloading this week. And a special thank you to our sponsor, G1 Reads. Played by bands around the world, they are the champion's choice. Played by two-time world champions in Vararian District. Don't forget to check out thebigrabshow.com to be kept up to date with all the latest news and views from the piping world. And also check us out on Patreon. For five bucks a month, you can get your hands on tons of extra piping goodness and be part of the Patreon faithful. So until next week, guys, we'll see you right here on the Big Rab Show podcast. All the best.